Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Lifers, we're back this week, and uh, what a week it's been so far. Yeah, we're, uh, what, one day into it, and already I'm just uh, burnt out. We had, a, we had a show. We did. We had a kind of a funny show, but I don't know that... It was bright, right? A bright show? Very bright show. We're gonna burning, kinda... burning bright. <clears throat> Excuse me. We were going to kind of come in and say... You know, we were gone last week, uh, you know, everything just sort of, I had my wife's birthday and that took a lot of time and I had projects wrapping up and Travis had, was working extra shifts and we were like, okay, we just, I'd rather not put out a show than just put out something crappy. Yeah. And now we're coming back this week and it, we had a show and then I woke up this morning. Yeah. Because it, it happened last night, right? Yeah. While, while I was sleeping. I don't know how late you were up, but yeah. So uh, I guess I, I, I'm apprehensive to go through all of the coverage of. I mean, it's an exhausting. You know, I mean, yeah. all day I've been in the, the, with the 24-hour news cycle. All day, it's the I've been hearing the replay of um, guy. What the hell is his name? Aiken. Aiken what was the? country singer who was on stage at the time the uh, shots rang out yeah did you, did you want to say clay aiken <laughs> <laughs> i did want to say that but that's not his name no um uh, aldean jason aldean yeah is that right yeah that sounds yeah so i see the clip and he you know he's playing and we hear the, the shots pepper him and then i see the people huddled down in the frozen truck and you know chaotic camera work because everyone runs for their lives yeah the poor brother who's just lost his brother, who's got to tell his mom, well, hey, uh, not only is your son dead, but he, you know, his part was involved in a mass shooting. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And you could see him on TV trying to answer questions. <laughs> and now we have a situation where we have a sheriff or a mayor or, a, you know, an acting manager of a casino trying to answer questions for a completely random event that you couldn't plan for. No, or that you couldn't foresee coming at your place at all. I mean, once again, we were just talking to the deputy about this. How do you fucking plan for this? Yes. In his defense, because I was all over him about it, uh, let's maybe thumb through a what if. And this is why. Right. This is why you do that. Yeah. Now, their action plan took some time to execute, and by the time they actually breach hotel room to get said shooter... He's already dead. Because fuck him. I'm kind of of the opinion. I don't really want to give names. Yeah. And fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. So loser boy uh, has already killed himself. Yeah, and they always fucking do that shit now. 
they always fucking kill themselves now, it seems like, before, you know, justice can be served upon them. You know, they just, every single time, it's like, but did we get the shooter? No, he killed himself. Yeah. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. You know? I mean, no matter how you slice that bread, I don't care what's going on with you personally. Yeah. What do we got? Five, we got 500 plus people injured, almost 60 people dead at this point. Yeah. And it was a family country music event uh, just off the strip. I don't even, I mean, was there any link to it? It was just random, right? Guy was just ripping them off. Yeah, you just saw the footage I saw, just the concerts going on. Guy's kind of going into his guitar solo, and then you just hear this, and it seemed like it went on forever. Because it did. Yeah, just, and then it stops, and then sort of the music, you know, just, the hey, what's that's on? not a firework yeah what's going on and then you sort of hear like this silence and then someone goes like get down or you know uh, it takes them like a good second or five or ten i didn't count but it felt like an eternity where everyone just stops and looks around and then all of a sudden chaos and then you hear clack 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 again and um Jesus, man. I don't know how you would even, how would you go about that? You know, if you were there in the middle of just this, essentially you're just a fish in a barrel. Um, Cause that's the way, what one of the performers described. He said, I mean, they were just fish in a barrel. Uh, what do you do? It's funny that you're asking me that. I went to corn last week. Yeah. And we have a, Kind of, I don't know, maybe 7,000 people, five to 7,000 yeah. people. This was 22,000. Can fit in this little venue called The Myth. And basically you walk in, I don't know, six double doors maybe. Yeah. And uh, everyone's jammed in, standing room only, no seats. And uh, I went with my buddy and his girlfriend and I said to him, uh, you know, if this place started on fire or there was an emergency and we needed to get out, you're not getting out of here in any time, any, any, yeah, any, with any speed. In fact, I said, you know what I would do? I'd run towards the stage because you know, all of the people that are on the stage, they've got an immediate out and right. everybody's going to run away from it. Fuck, I'm running towards it. That's how I'm getting out. Yeah. And, uh, uh not to, <laughs> I don't want this to be taken like I'm criticizing people trying to leave this, you know, travesty. Yeah. I, we just, we just happened to be talking about it at the, at this concert. And uh, I was kind of looking at the arrangement of this whole thing, and I think that for the most part, barriers at at these venues, they don't need to be like Fort Knox. No. I think we just need to be able to see if someone's trying to get in, and then we just send security over. I think a lot of this stuff should be easily knocked over. If you need to go, it should just collapse, and you should be able to go. But it seemed to me that he would sort of, in between rounds is when people would get up to leave, and then he, at least the video footage that I saw, that's when he would sort of take then his opportunity to start firing again. Because when they're all laying down, yeah, he was firing in on them too, but then it seemed like when they'd get up to leave, to run away, that's when he would open up. Uh, his, uh, his techniques that he used, uh, man, wouldn't they just, you got 22,000 people jammed into a parking lot if you aren't, that many rounds doing yeah. damage. What are we talking about? It just yeah, it was ugly. 
Yeah. It, ugly, ugly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, di- I didn't like waking up to that today. Did you catch it on the telly or did you catch it on your phone? I caught it on my phone. I woke up and it was just immediately on my news feed. And I just, I'm like, Vegas, what? You know, because you're still out of it when you wake up. And then you look and just instantly the headline, greatest mass shooting thus far um, in America. Because I say thus far because it seems like we're always, uh, you know, up in it lately. So, because what, it was Columbine, and then that stood for a while, and now it seems like every three years we're just upping it. Um, not we as a society, but some fucking crackpot out there just goes out and, you know. Yeah. Is getting rid of guns the answer? Mm, I don't know. I mean, what's the... I don't know what the situation's like in Paris, but in Paris they had a guy open up on a concert a couple years ago. Uh, Probably about two years ago, I think. I'm not a gun guy, okay? I'm not a... And we've talked about this before. I'm not a gun guy, but I happen to own several guns. I don't know why, but I do. (laughs) And uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I fired one of them. I've probably cleaned them far more times than I've actually fired them. Uh, That being said... I'm really turned off by the fact that the majority of us, 99.999% of us, have to live by a standard dictated by this very small percentage of the population. Yeah. Like, everyone else is responsible. We have this small group. That's a problem. Yeah. And when you look at Texas, so if you go to an event in Texas, yeah. you know, you have a carry permit, or I think you can carry at any time. I don't think there's any, right? You you can go into a, an event. You can, they don't take your guns, right? I'm not really a gun guy, so I don't know the laws. I didn't go there like, hey, all right, I'm in Texas. What do we got here? When you went to concerts, did you walk through metal detectors? Did they pat you down, try to take your weapons and shit? Um, I was patted down. Yep. I don't recall metal detectors. Okay. Um. So I would take weapons off of you at a concert like that. I would hope so. I would certainly hope so. I'm kind of iffy again, on it now. But you know what? At the same time, I kind of maybe like being in Texas and they have an open carry and some... Imagine if like some fucker tried to open up on a venue in Texas. You'd probably have like 20 other guys opening up back on him. In this event, you know, unless... They, they couldn't have... No, not in this event. He had a... 32, he was out of a, what, 32-story? They'd be pouring it down on a, on a hotel, which is 99%, again, innocent people in their rooms. Yeah. No, those, the whole place would be lit up. Yeah. That'd be bad. So That'd be bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, there wasn't much. They could, this guy really kind of thought it out. And, yeah. Yeah, he had a spot where he was at an advantage. And, um, you know, I mean, who was, even if, in Nevada, I don't know what their law is. Even if it's open carry, someone's not going to just snipe them with a forty-five no. from that. Yeah, and all that chaos and what's happening. And yeah, I mean, you'd really have to be on the ball to be like it's from, from that window, this and that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the footage I saw, I think they were able to figure out where it was coming from. A lot of at least this group of people that I saw huddled down because there was a guy standing up in the middle of it with a fucking beer, flipping the guy off. Would you be that guy? Uh, I couldn't say. Fight or flight. I'm usually 
to my detriment. That's not really that, fight, though. I'm kind of a protector kind of guy. I would probably be concerned about people around me. Right. But would you be standing up no. in the middle of that, holding a beer, just flipping the guy off? I'd be totally concerned with everybody else. Yeah. Probably. And I, that's not to take anything away from people that you know, have the flight reflex. I no, get it. no, I totally I get, it. get it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know what I would be. I honestly don't because I've fortunately never been in that situation. And you'd hope nobody would ever have to be in that situation again. But unfortunately, we have this lowest common denominator that has to take their shit out on everybody else. And so this, this guy was loaded. I guess he has a lot of money. I don't Retired know. Retired accountant. The only thing I'm not going to say his name because fuck him. But yeah, fuck him. And the only thing I've seen is the picture of him, where you know the first image of him came out, and it's just this terrible picture of him. His eyes are closed, and yeah, it's the you know bad yeah. guy picture. Exactly. Yep. Yep. His brother said it was as if an asteroid fell from the sky. It was so shocking. Yeah, I did read that. Like they did not see this coming. No, he wasn't. You know, full of propaganda or just. Yeah, just sort of went off the tracks, I guess. I don't know. And do 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 we really need a reason? Is another question, right? Right. Does if I said, well, uh, he found out he had terminal cancer, and uh, uh, it was given to him in a crowd of people, and uh, he really hates crowds of people, so this is why he did it. Yeah, does that make be it better? Like, right, would you be like, oh, well, fuck, okay. okay I get it right. now, yeah. Never, I'm sorry I was upset. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's cool. Tell those, the 58 families, just go ahead and tell them, no, it's cool. Yeah, no. 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 Fuck him. Even when you have a cause. Okay. Yeah. United States did this, uh, so white people did that. Right, we're whatever. retaliating, right. Are you, we're, we're retaliating against a group of people that has nothing to do. On the last day of a f- music festival. Yeah. I, I, it's never going to make sense to me. That stuff's never going to make sense. Yeah. Um, well, because I think that people like that are kind of fucking pussies. And they know if they retaliate against the people maybe that they are really upset against, they know that they're going to get their fucking shit waxed. Yeah. <laughs> Likely he wasn't going to, you know. Yeah. He wasn't going to go to like, no. you know, a military base or something and open up because... Good night, Irene. Pretty much instantly, you know. You know, go to the White House and try that shit. You know, you're gonna get taken down, Congress. So, what do these people do? You know, look at Sandy Hook. The guy went after fucking kids. This guy goes after uh, a group of defenseless people. Do you think publicizing it is part of the problem that we make it such? I think if we don't make a social figure out of them, it really does help. Because let's face it, when Columbine happened, those two kids, uh, what were their names, Klebold and Harris, they were celebrities. Well, you even remember their names. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, exactly. Fuck those guys. But I remember their names because we kind of made them into celebrities. We made them into villain celebrities, but celebrities nonetheless. I want to say... I heard on the radio today, um, they were talking about publicizing these things and then it, I think it was New York, I could be wrong, but they were having these subway suicides. And when they stopped reporting saying so-and-so, subway suicide, this and that, the suicide drop rate you know, via subway dropped just in that one year by like 75% just by the fact that they weren't talking about it anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, because, I mean, these people do want attention to what their cause is or just to themselves. So, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, how do we not celebrity him? I don't know. I don't know how because you, you got to talk about it and his name is going to be out there. But I do think, I th- I'd like to think we did a good job with the Sandy Hook guy. I can't even remember his name. Can you? No, I, I, I go out of my way not to remember these people. Now, you and yeah. I have talked about cults and some of the things that have gone on with cults and some of the main players in these cults. More so uh, with a concern for the people that decided to follow. Right. When you have things like this going on where, you know, you didn't, you didn't choose the punch or you didn't decide you were going to go to South America or, you know, wear matching sneakers. This is a way different thing in my mind. Probably, though, could be argued that we shouldn't talk about those people. We shouldn't talk about the Mansons. We shouldn't create celebrity out of this negative stuff. I get it. And that's really what you and I are saying. Right. That being said, though, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Over... I don't know how long you think you're going to be famous, right? but over a long enough period of time, man, we're going to forget about you. Yeah, we are. We don't care. No. This isn't something we're proud of. No. I'm sure shit like this has happened throughout time, and you know what? The reason I'm, I can't cite anything is because nobody cares. Yeah. You know, no one cares. If you're thinking this is a good idea, it is not. Nobody cares. Yes. You're a piece of shit, and you're going to get swept under the rug. Yeah, if, you know, the best thing you could do if you want to be remembered is to take whatever it is inside you that's eating at you, put it out on the table and tell people what's eating at you and try to help other people, and then you'll be known as a hero instead of a complete scumbag. Yeah, yeah, try to try to make some good from, I don't know, just anything. <laughs> try to make good from good. Try to make good from suffering that, you know, your inner suffering, I don't know, but try to make some good from it. We aren't even, this isn't the show we do. No. Like, we've had some tragedies happen. Yeah. And we've yeah. had some talks about whether or not we wanted to bring them up because we're supposed to be kind of a, an uplifting show. Nice light show, yeah, yeah. for you. A little entertainment show. and They're attacking it. entertainment, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> when you're attacking country, I mean, they're already listening to country. Do we have to continue to inundate them with this kind of punishment? Right. <laughs> It's, uh, uh, I, I just, yeah. I can't even lighten it. I tried to lighten it. I know, I I know. You can't lighten it. I kind of like too soon. Yeah. I, (laughs) you know, uh, oh man, I, I woke up just thinking I was going to have this great day and we were going to record a fun show. It's been piecing together some things and you just see that and like, just literally it's just dark cloud over my entire day. What played out, though, is not, you know, just like I was mentioning at the Corn concert, it's not lost on me when I'm at a football game, you know, any of these venues where there's a large group of people. You know what scares me, though, is the fact that we've been talking about it so much, and it's like, oh, shit, it actually happened. Yeah. You can go back probably to our last 10 episodes, and how many times do you think that's been mentioned? I don't know. Probably maybe three of them, four of them, maybe. The fear of amassing a group and something happening in the group. Yeah. That's been happening a lot though too. Yeah. So it's, you know, we, this is something like we're not saying called it, but, um, because yeah, it's happening literally on a monthly basis somewhere in the world. Yeah. But it, it's just Spain, France, uh, you know, you name it. They're either taking cars through people or mowing people down or yeah, it's just, it's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. And I don't know if it's out of hand because, with technology now, we're more tapped in. So when crazy shit like this happens, 
um, in remote parts of the world that we normally wouldn't have had access to. I don't know if it's just because now we have access to that or if it's just because shit's getting that crazy. And it certainly gives immediate celebrity and meaning to whatever event you do. You're immediately getting that because, you know, there's so... Even what we do. Right. We're not... Uh, you know, there are shows that get a lot of plays. Yeah. Uh, to get, you know, the advice we've been given to get attention because there's just so many different things vying for people's attention were not things you and I wanted to do. No. We're not built like that. No. So if you're just Joe Schmo and you're not an actor, or musician, athlete, whatever, and this is your idea to get attention. Get bent. We need to rethink things. Yeah, <laughs> we really do. Maybe, you know, we should start calling attention to average people doing decent things. Yeah. But that doesn't sell. No, no. And, you know, gory and violence does. You know, I'm not, I really, it, when I hear myself say it, I, my immediate reaction is like, uh, you know, I'm not a goody-goody. I, I, I watch, I was actually just talking about this, unrelated to what we were doing. Uh, Dahl and I were watching a movie and I said, you know, they're just, the guy we're rooting for is just freely wasting people. Yeah. He's probably killed 30, 40 people, some of, you know. Yeah. Remember we were talking about the henchman economy a few episodes ago? Oh, yeah, the John Wick thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, very similar deal, you know. You, at this point, it's unclear for your born character what not to know. You know, this this is government guy just doing his job. Does he deserve to die? What's happening? Yeah. And we're cheering for him. I mean, he's just as fast as you can move your finger. He's wasting people. And we're sort of conditioned to feel like a person of power is a hero. Like, you know, that person just takes law into their own. I don't know if it's vigilante or... It's certainly incredible amount of violence. And I'm again, I'm not a giddy-giddy. I'm not like... I I have... You've seen my movies. Yeah. They're not... I'm not PG. It's not all Bambi. I'm a big fan of John Wick, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of killing in that movie. Tons of killing in those movies. But the animal that is a you know Homo sapien is some insatiable bloodlust, right? There's well, a certain thrill kill to all of us that want to watch it. Well, when I was in college, I did a play called Popcorn, and it's sort of like a hybrid of a natural born killers pulp fiction kind of deal, where it takes place with a um, a director who makes these type of movies, Tarantino, Oliver Stone type movies, and then there's a copycat couple out there doing this stuff and then they hold him hostage and so then the whole debate of it is you know is it the media is it the people themselves is it the people making the movies and at the end we had sort of like a Q&A and during the Q&A I remember saying along the lines of something like well it's in our innate nature we're a bit sadist you know we're a bit sadistic and I remember one of the professors that was there is, I would like to believe that every single person is good and we all just have nothing but goodness inside of us. Mm. And I remember then I, I kind of said, okay, well, show of hands, how many of you have watched The Three Stooges? Everyone's hands go up. Say, now, how many of you laughed when you watched The Three Stooges? All the hands stay up. I said, do you realize what you're laughing at? 
That's three guys just beating the shit out of each other. We're laughing at it. Tell me that isn't a little sadistic. Yeah, it's bullying and put downs for yeah. a good solid half hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's sort of my point on that. Now, do you want to tell the other more than half our lister, listeners who the three stooges are? Larry Curley and Mo. I do not count Shep. Well, Shep was all right. What are the three stooges, I should say? Oh, what are they? <laughs> do I have to answer that question? Man, I People was People don't know? I was just running through. So, like, Steve, my niece is 16, and I asked her who Steve Martin was, and she had no idea. Oh, blasphemy. That's I, just not right. I, John, do you know who John Candy is? Nope. And granted, he was probably dead before she was born, but yeah. we can we know but, who, but, yeah, who he is. But you, know, but you know her parents. I think you need to go have a talk with her parents. Well, they're my, my sister. But exactly. You, she says all the time, well, I try to show them, and then she like tries to walk them through. Remember we watched this movie, and they're like, oh, you mean the really old travel movie? And she's like, yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Remember that movie? It was stupid. It's boring. <laughs> Meh. Yeah. Meh. So probably doesn't know who the Three Stooges are. All right. Well, it was, uh, what, black and white, you know, old days? Old in Hollywood? Would that have been... F- well, that was in the was 40s, it 30s, 50s, 30s. No, was yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think they were like some of the originals. Shut there. the front door. It was definitely during the 40s. Um, it might I'm looking have been it up. 30s. I'm looking it up. But it was, I gotta look it up. It was the original sort of uh, slapstick show in America. Do I wiki it? Where guys just yeah, these three guys just slapped the shit out of each other, and it was funny as hell. They were a comedy duo. Trio. Uh, trio. Trio, excuse me. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. Three Stooges were an American vaudeville. Vaudeville? They were considered vaudeville? Thank you. Comedy team active from 1922 I thought it until was 1970. Early. Yeah, it was super early. They did 190 short films. Uh, films that have been airing on television regularly regularly since 1958. Um, yeah. So if I went, whoop, 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 whoop. So like a teenager wouldn't get that. Well, if there went, was whoop, a whoop, new whoop, 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 whoop. Three Stooges that did oh, poorly the in the box Brothers, office. Yeah. But uh, physical farce and slapstick is what they... Uh, yeah, beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah. I mean, they would like take wrenches to each other's noses, and like, yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, good example for your class. Thank you. Yeah, but a strange thing, right? Is it is it maybe ingrained because we are always trying to protect what's ours, and there's the uh, survival of the fittest. So, what is that? Natural selection, that's Darwinism going on there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is like if I see a guy get hit in the groin with a football, I'm gonna kind of laugh. And I don't know what it is with inside me, but I see a guy get hit in the nuts with a football, and I just go straight Homer Simpson. I'm cracking up. I'm saying, make that the number one film. Are you a person that fantasizes about hurting other people? No. Nah, unless they're a real son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, okay, if I, so if I, I, like if I know... Yes. Yeah, I have. So, yes. Yeah, I've had, like, a girlfriend that tells me about an ex-boyfriend that did her wrong. You're like, I could kill him. I could do it. <laughs> I think I could do it. If I knew I was going to get away with it, 
I think I could do it. So to an extent, it is there in all of us, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Right. I mean, people that know me, they know that pretty, uh, pretty passive guy, pretty pacifistic, but... You know, yeah, you've got those buttons, like I said. Specifically, it's when, like, a girlfriend tells me about an ex that did her wrong, and then you kind of, you know, you start thinking about kneecaps getting broken. Do you think it's unusual for a friend, you know, in just passing? Yeah, I'm I'm not being serious, but, I, you know, add him to the people to kill list and blah, blah, blah. Wait, you have a friend that has a kill list? I have a strange set of friends, but I have heard friends, family, casual people. uh, So he's like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. That's what they're referencing. Yeah. Like, Oh, well you've just made the people to kill this (laughs) or you just got crossed off. Not that they really have one, but even, I don't know the The idea of having a kill list. Like, ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're lucky you did that and get to scratch you off. Um, I mean, for most people, it's just, and for most people, it's harmless because you know the difference. Like, okay, I don't really have a fucking kill list. Um, but you do have people that are out there that, I mean, well, then again, how many of these 58 people were on this guy's kill list? I have another question for you. All right. You know, I have lots of questions. Yes. Uh, Why do I always have the answers? Uh, well, <laughs> it's good to bounce it off. The guy that's on the show with me, because it's kind of what we do. Right. You're from a military family. Yeah. Is there something about conflict and the thrill of violence when you think about serving? Do those things go hand in hand? Is that what you picture when you're like, I'm going to join up? I'm going to shoot people in planes or guns or tanks? Um, when I was looking to enlist, when I looked, when I was looking... I. I didn't look into it that long, but um, <laughs> it was real brief. <laughs> well, I, once again, being a military brat, you know, then my dad started reminding me, oh, and then you're going to have to do this. And an officer says that you're going to have to do that. And I was like, that's right. That's right. I can't deal with that micromanagement. I'm not going in. Um, and then I had like, and then some politics came into it too, with the time that I was looking to get in. But at the same time, I was also looking to get in. My main motivations were to just serve my country. Um, what does that mean? So exactly? basically, to just to help, to help, you know, to say I did my part. Um, I initially went in there. I entertained the idea of frontline infantry, um, air assault, and they um, pretty much told me no. <laughs> and um, I think they needed radio repairmen at the time, and. I was like, well, I play guitar, but I don't know anything about radio repair. And then it looked like like I was testing into intelligence. I would have been intelligence if I had gone in. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you would be telling them, so uh, section four, grid, grid eight, five, yeah, go there, yeah, yeah, drop a bomb and kill forty people. Yeah, probably, or send a drone. So I have a buddy right now who has left uh, service and uh, is now working for a defense contractor. Mm-hmm. And he... That's not uncommon. He uh, is given places to look and he can see what's there. And sometimes he paints what's supposed to be removed. Yeah. And even though he sent the plane up and told the plane where to go and pointed the laser at the people, 
he still feels removed from. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, but then again, I know a guy that served on a battleship, and he wasn't loading missiles. He wasn't giving coordinates to fire missiles. He was just on a battleship that fired missiles, and um, you know, he said, you know, he had um, PTSD. Okay, so he connected himself even though he wasn't. And my right. buddy who's actually, which you could arguably say is, is like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Somebody else is doing it. I'm just, yeah. just getting pictures, man. Yep, just giving pictures, putting a dot on the map. And then this guy was like, I was on a boat that fired missiles. I killed people. So, I mean, everyone's different. That's, I mean, that's, those, that's interesting. Yeah, those two extremes, but they... they Apparently exist because we're talking about them. It's just I don't know. I mean, not the I don't know. I feel like I've done people who've served a great injustice by even speaking about serving in the military in conjunction with what we were talking about in the beginning. But that really has nothing to do with it. I was right, more or less. You were just your mind was wandering. I was exploring violence and people and what it means. You know what what type of violence is acceptable or perhaps culturally acceptable. And right. you know then we have you know, vigilante violence, which I, has just chaotic. I guess for me, violence for me has always been justified in the sense that it's in defense. Uh, you see your friend getting bullied. Go stop the bully. That sort of deal. Or someone's bullying you. You stick up for yourself. Defense. Um, Moral compass basically has dictated where and when you thought the use of force was right. required. Right. Defense. Yeah. And the one time, like, I got in a hockey fight and I was just strictly offense, you know. I went on the attack. Uh, I didn't. That was the last fight I actually got in. Because I just felt like such an asshole. After that, I kind of told myself, like, okay, you're not, you're not doing that again. That, I, I don't like that part of you. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, so I, for me, that's always been my compass. It's um, different, though, right? It's different yeah. than when you decide to be violent. You know, that, that's uh, sort of, uh, it's, it's not irrelevant, but it's minutia to whether or not you're violent. And right. history would say, based on what you watch, what you do, what you've been a part of, what you try to be a part of, that you're actually the animal that is Travis McFalls is kind of fucking violent <laughs> and kind of attracted to it. You aren't a huge tennis fan, but you're a huge hockey fan. Yeah. Hockey is one of the more, if not the most, barbaric, brutal, but also, also graceful and fast sports. It is the only sport that I can think of that allows fighting that isn't an actually that isn't actually a fighting sport. Right. I, nope. I, I've heard lacrosse allows you to throw down. I've heard that. I've never seen a lacrosse fight. Is that true? The only, the only lacrosse matches I've seen are on public access, and it's always like Egan High School versus Rosemont. It's hard, dude. Lacrosse so, isn't easy. Oh, dude, I'm not, I'm not knocking the sport. I'm just saying those are the only matches or game. I don't know what they call them. Is it a match? Is it a game? It's hard as what it is. I can't so, even imagine playing goalie. Yeah, no, it's... No, it's, that's a skill sport. It is. That is a skill sport. Violent nonetheless, but I've, though. But I've, I've never seen the violence, but... I think you can... I, I was asking my... Bo- I, was, I was actually asking the deputy. He's a big, was a big lacrosse, lacrosse guy in college, and he's like, if you're within five yards of the... Uh, there's a word for it. The I'm going to call it the, the ball. Goal? The ball. But it's, we'll I, call it the they've ball. They've got a name for it. I, 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 Whatever. 
Anyway. It's like they call it a birdie or whatever. They call it a shuttlecock in fucking... What's the sport with the shuttlecock? Badminton. Badminton. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you call it a shuttlecock for. So, anyway. Yes. Uh, anyway, if you're within five yards of that, you can basically hit, crunch, check, tackle, whatever you want. Anybody. They don't even have to have it. So, so it isn't, just you're near it. You're in the dead zone. Okay. So, I mean, that's Wow. See, hockey at least has the, the rule of possession. You have to be in possession of the puck. And it has to be undisputed possession. And that's the only time you're eligible to get hit. Football, pretty violent. Uh, that one's, yeah. You don't even have to have the football and you're eligible to get hit. Right. I don't know, man. Do we keep talking about this or do we kind of put her to bed? Uh, let's put her to bed. All right. Well, let's talk about something equally depressing and but very strange. Yeah. So as my day's going along, I've got this shit ha- hanging over me. And then lo and behold, I get a text from Jim Petty. And I'm thinking, like, he's talking about, like, the guy that was shooting. Like, yeah, he's a petty asshole. I'm like, Vegas? And he's like, no, Tom Petty. I thought he was dead. Everything I got, Twitter, everything blew up. Uh, celebrities are, you know, giving little eulogies and loving him. And my brother's sending me stuff. He's like, yeah, Petty died. And, da, 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 da. and uh, as the day progressed, it says that he, in fact, is... Uh, you know, had a cardiac event. He's in the hospital, and he's in grave condition, but not dead. Yeah. And even that's being questioned. Is he in grave condition? Yeah. Was he resuscitated? Who was there? So So I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to report on this because is there anything to... I mean, we just know that it's not good right now. Well, from what we've read, it's not good. I don't... Yeah, and you don't want to suppose, you know... You I don't, don't want to call it, but at the same time... From what I understand, from from sources that sound credible, he's in pretty rough shape. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking good. So that's 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 shitty. Like I like the BBC, the Associated Press. Those two things seem to give like facts. It's more facts than just a twenty-four hour news cycle. You mean it's like journalism? <laughs> <laughs> what did we read? What did that guy say? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about Tom Petty, but journalism is definitely dead or yeah. something like that. I don't know if Tom Petty is, but I'm certain journalism is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that was funny. Yeah. So uh, That's why we came in on Petty. Uh, yeah. Um, for me, Tom Petty was huge. That was sort of the music that my family could listen to in the car and, like, no one would bitch. If we put on Tom Petty, everyone was cool. Like, my mom... You know, typically she was driving us around. Like with my mom and my sister, there were like three CDs that would get sort of rotated. If it was my mom and my sister, it was Journey. If it was my mom and myself, it was The Cars. But then if it was like everyone, it was Tom Petty. Was Tom Petty straight edge? I don't know. No, didn't. No, Tom Petty. didn't. Wasn't he an advocate of the green? I... I had read somewhere that even though he had songs about it and, you know, had crazy videos and all this stuff, that he was actually not that into it. Yeah. Well, a lot of guys that write some fucked up music aren't getting blasted on acid and stuff like that. I mean, even the Flaming Lips, people are like, holy shit, they must have taken so much LSD to write that album. He's like, actually, I I took no drugs. I didn't even drink alcohol, (laughs) you know? So... I know from my band, when I played, we didn't, you know, we wrote our best stuff when we were sober. 
or at least maybe maybe a couple glasses of beer or something, but not, you know. Good portion of his catalog. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit. And some of his biggest songs would, I don't know, would challenge that. <laughs> would challenge that. I always, sober. yeah, see, I always just imagine him just being this laid back dude smoking pot writing songs. I kind of thought he was a hippie. Yeah. You know, maybe. May, not, not really hippie, but just. Might have rocker. eaten too many mushrooms. Okay. You know? Uh, it, it's uh, it's kind of pulling me to to look it up. While I look it up, uh, well, I don't know. I got to look it up. <laughs> why do you have to? Why do you have to know though? Like you can't just enjoy the music. You have to just know. Like, all right, what was he on? I have to know. I do. There's there's just a when I ask myself these questions, I feel like the audience wants to know too. Like, was Tom Benny a big drug guy? Well, I mean, I guess the only reason I would ask that now is because he had a cardiac incident. Right. I mean, he's 66, so it's not unheard of. But a guy like that, you'd probably think can, you know, afford medications that can keep that in check, typically. So <laughs> here it says, uh, it says uh, there's an unauthorized Tom Petty biography. It says he was a heroin addict in the 90s. Okay. Well, heroin was big in the 90s. Uh, Everyone was doing it, according to Rolling Stone. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, now you try to look something up about Tom Petty, and all you are is just hit with thing after thing after thing about you know what recently happened to him. Yeah. So, heroin though, I mean, that's not that's big leagues right there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you're not playing around. No, it's you can assume. What do they call marijuana? The gateway drug. Yeah. In this case, it may not, it may have been. <laughs> Uh, yeah, here it says uh, heroin addiction as well. Heroin addiction. So where did I get the idea he was straight? Where did I hear that? Well, wherever I heard it, it was way off. Because <laughs> like all I keep seeing here is heroin addiction, heroin abuse, heroin addiction. Yeah, well, I'm I'm always happy when I catch myself in a show like you were way off. <laughs> Drug possession, car theft. Just, uh, I was about to say, I, I mean, I know he he was rock and roll, man. Yeah, yeah, he was I'm, rock and roll. Yeah, I'm like on Google page yeah. five and six, and we're not running out. I of, guess uh, yeah, for me, I just didn't, yeah hear the the heroin stories, but I always just imagine him just being this stoner kind of dude, just cool with everything and laid back. But that's older Tom Petty, um, you know that I saw more growing up. I'm sure. Tom Petty in his 20s, probably at his wild side. I don't know. I'm not sure which, uh, you know, I mean, I kind of, there was a period of time there where he sort of faded back in into the 90s, and then. He got huge again in the yeah, 90s. And then, the, like, the last 20 years, it was like, oh, there's Tom Petty. Like, yeah, he's just sort of around doing concerts, cool. That guy never puts on a pound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ, yeah. he's skinny. And then. Uh, when yeah. Tom Petty's having a heart attack, it's like, damn. Yeah. Seems like he kept his weight in check. Right. But then when you you hear about the heroin, it's like... Uh, That takes a toll on the ticker. Yeah. Yeah. My crew, kickstart my heart, you know. Yeah. Heroin, I think, right? Uh, Not a big crew That song was uh, Mickey Six ODing on heroin. Okay. Had to be jump-started. Jeez. Like I said, I grew up listening to him. My mom, and my mom always took my sister to the fucking concerts. Never me once. 
I was listening to Tom Petty since before she was fucking born. I never made it to one of his concerts. Another one of those, God, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. Or my mom, oh, I got two tickets. I'm taking your sister. What the fuck? I saw. Not once, not once. Travis, your oldest, the heir to the throne gets to go. No, no, always my little sister. I saw Chris Cornell a couple times in concert. Yeah. Uh, Chester, on the other hand, I did not see. So I kind of missed out on him. I miss out on everyone, Petty, it feels like. Petty, I had tickets to and sold them. Oh, man. I didn't regret it. Yeah. I heard the show, you know, was didn't sound great because I think it was a tar- was it Target Center. I can't remember where it was, but. I remember it being a good call at the time, like not getting Guns N' Roses tickets recently. I heard, oh, the band's back together, da-da-da. They played at U.S. Bank Stadium. It was supposed to be amazing. And then they said the sound sucked and the concert kind of sucked. And for 300 a ticket, worth missing. Okay. But now if Axl Rose went out tomorrow and all of a sudden OD'd, I'd be like, fuck, I should have gone to me. Guns N' Roses. Yep, yep. I'm trying to think if I had one of those. You can't think of, well, I did make it to Nirvana. Did you see yep. Nirvana? I did make it to Nirvana. Yep. I was too young for Nirvana. In utero. I was I in saw s- that tour. I was in sixth grade when he died, so I, I was too young. Um, oh, I missed um, Blind Melon um, like 10 days before he OD'd. And then, um, and then the best, because my mom would always tell me, you'll see him, you'll see him the next time they come around. I don't think they're coming around anymore. Um, oh, and then in Europe, uh, pavement for their Terror Twilight tour at the end of my junior year of high school. I was going to go to Milan and see them. And, like, we were working everything out, and then my mom was like, you know what? You'll get to see them again. You know, they seem like good kids. They're not going to die of, you know, heroin, cocaine overdose. Band breaks up. Lane Staley, was he, he was uh, Alice in Chains, right? Yep. I had Allison Chain's tickets. Oh. I should say I had Allison Chain's ticket. And of course, met a girl. Yeah. Didn't have plural tickets. And you can't go without me? Knew a buddy that wanted to go. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of awkward and take and and I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so I really wish I would have gone to the concert. Yeah. But yeah, I missed I missed that. He's heroin too, right? Yeah, he was heroin. It's been a rough year for music and entertainment. It's been the last couple years, actually. 16 wasn't great. 16 was even worse. Did you listen to the episode where we had uh, Cheese on and he was talking about oh, like famous God. people dying and he yeah. was like, he just didn't, just didn't miss a beat. He's like, yeah. I, you know, I just... Uh, I never knew them. Well, so what the fuck do I care? Was he a little psychopathic there? Did you feel like he was without any empathy whatsoever? Just like, I, you know, I, I def- pass me the butter. I definitely felt the lack of uh, compassion. <laughs> Not a lot of warmth. I felt the cold draft. My brother's like, there's no way. He's a nice guy. He's got a good, you know, when you're around him, he's always maybe, sensitive maybe, to, maybe to he's shit. The, maybe he's the guy that, you know, he waits till he closes the door. Then he goes in his dark room and he has a good cry. Maybe that's him. I don't know. May, or maybe puts on the tough exterior. Maybe the maybe that is the defense mechanism. Like I just I it, I decide what I'm going to do before it comes at me, so that there isn't a thought to be had. It's just like I decided, and here we are. Yeah, you know, 
I don't know. I can't say that I'd be envious of having that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I'd, it's. I'd important. rather have a good cry. I think it's important to explore your emotions. <laughs> I kind of emotioned out today. What would you yeah. say if we call the show a little early today? I'm totally cool with that. So hopefully Tom Petty gets better. Um, but and we're sorry. You know, last week we we did not. Uh, we had a busy week. We had a lot of stuff going on with Doll's birthday, so we thought this week would be fun. And, of course, the events of life, uh, fucking life attacked, right? Fucking life attacked. So it kind of attacked the show, and it's not, as, it's not as fucking fun this week. But next week we'll come back and... Hopefully we'll bring some fun stuff. We can recycle a couple of the things we were going to do. Yeah, barring some fucking tragic shit popping up, we should be good. Yeah, let's let's keep it good, people, all right? Let's keep it fucking good. We got a Halloween special coming up we're going to do, because we're going to keep that going. It'll always be look second forward. annual. Always look forward to the Halloween spectacular. So things are going to get better. They're going to get better, people. Take care of each other. I was James Hamilton. Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com Boom! Murder! <laughs> Can I get the knife now? Is that cool? When are we going to fight with the knife? Oh, bam, bam! Oh, shit! Get out of here. What are you doing here, man? Hey. Look at you. Oh, you're Look so at you. gross. You look great. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing, Rafi? Fighting girls, man. Okay. Most of the people I get in fights with, to be honest with you, are women. Really? So uh, I'm kind of learning the defenses, uh, weak spots. I bet. It's erotic. Yeah. Oh. How are the guys? How's Brian? Kevin's good. Kevin's yeah. good. Tall guy? Pizza actually uh, currently pretending to be a cop. Oh, man. I did that for a while. <laughs> really? Yeah. What After a- September 11th. Should have known. Put a cop's uniform on. Got crazy pussy. Really? Yeah. I never forget. Uh, now I'm just like learning to fight girls, crushing in my league. Yeah, I heard you're doing really well in your league. Are you kidding, dude? I'm in the championships right now. I heard that. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm gonna win, and it's gonna be sweet. What's a trophy for your guys? Oh, uh, we don't have a trophy. What do you guys win? Uh, the winner gets to punch the loser in the face as hard as he can. Is everybody playing by that rule? Yeah. It's a dominance league. All right. Look, I actually came because I. Bizarrely want your advice on something. I could tell something's bothering you. Yeah. Well, I got a quandary. Don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, the problem is, I don't know who to play. I got Donald Brown, Stevie Bresson for the flex, you know? Oof. And I ask one guy, he tells me one thing. I talk to another guy, he tells me another thing. It's just like Donald Brown or Stevie Bresson. I just feel like I'm getting more and more confused. Whoa, dude. You're way overthinking this. You got to stop using this. Start using what's in here and what's in here. No. You got to just jerk it out. Okay, I'm not doing that, all right? Dude, I, if you don't jerk the answer... I, I just need to think about it and figure it hey! out. Hey! Thinking is pointless, like motorcycle helmets. Motorcycle helmets are pointless. There is no medical proof that motorcycle helmets save lives. How many friends have you lost in motorcycle accidents? Nine. Okay. But not one of them was to a massive head trauma. All of them died from massive spine trauma. The answer mm-hmm. is inside your body. You gotta get it out. I'm gonna take you to the brink, bro. You ready? No. Ah! Oh, God! Come on, what are you doing? I don't know what the technical term is, but Dirty Randy calls it the stuffed pepper. Do you feel it? All I feel is your sack against my shoulder. (laughs) You're welcome, bro. You gotta stop thinking now, bro. I'm gonna stop breathing in a second. Good, that's the point. Donald Brown. Nice work, buddy. Good workout. Were you hard? Yeah. Concept of extinguishing a human life. Really gets me aroused. Jesus, Rafi.
It's called a murder boner. Oh, God.